Our readings today speak of how Christ is the Good Shepherd. And so today, all throughout the world and all throughout the church, we celebrate Good Shepherd Sunday. And it's a beautiful theme. But I actually want to talk about something else that's happening today. Namely, namely Mother's Day and the wonderful and important role that mothers and important women have in our lives. I'll begin by telling a little story. I was 18 months old and I was a little angel, of course. And we were, I was in a play group at that age and what do play groups do? Well, they go to McDonald's. And I was having the time of my life in one of those old McDonald's play places, you know, one of the big ones before insurance ruined them. And I was having the time of my life. I was 18 months old. My mom was chatting with some of her friends. And I, I decided to go to the very top of that McDonald's play place, you know, in, you know, the top of the slide. And when I got to the top of that play place, I determined I no longer wanted to be at the top of the McDonald's play place. I wanted my mother. So what does an 18-month-old angel such as myself do? I started screaming at the top of my lungs. And of course, anyone who's ever been in a McDonald's play place knows it echoes a lot. And everyone was hearing me, including everyone else, you know, all the women who were with my mom. And they just start looking at her like, lady, fix this for the sake of all of our eardrums. And so what does my mom do? She starts climbing up to the top of that McDonald's play place. Like, come on, John, come on, I, I got you. And gradually coaxed me down. And of course, I was fine and back to being a perfect angel after that. Now, my mother also happened to be nine months pregnant at the time. And wouldn't you know, less than 36 hours later, my sister Julie was born. She was the only one of us three to come early. So I effectively induced my own mother into labor at 18 months. And every year on my sister's birthday, I text her, happy birthday, you're welcome. I had a mom who was willing to do that for me. And I imagine many of our moms today are thinking of various times where your kids have driven you a little bit batty. But no amount of thanks even comes close to all that our mothers have done for us. And the church, even over many centuries, has relied on the witness of so many holy women. Think of St. Catherine of Siena, who convinced Pope Gregory XI to come back to Rome after he had been in exile in Avignon. Or St. Teresa of Avila, who reformed the entire Carmelite order, both men and women, and is considered one of the greatest mystics in the church's history. Or even more recently, St. Zelie Martin, a laywoman, a wife, and a mother. And her daughter happened to be St. Therese of Lisieux as well. All of these women gave the church great gifts and were able to witness to their faith in ways that the men of their time were unable to give. And the church is so much better off because of their great witness and their example and their faith. This day that we celebrate our mothers is also, I think, a good time to reflect on the beauty of what St. John Paul II called the feminine genius. The feminine genius. You know, there's a reason why in the Garden of Eden, Adam didn't understand himself when he was alone in that garden. There was no one there for him to relate to. It was only in seeing Eve, that one who he said, this one at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. It was only in seeing Eve 
that he knew how to relate to the world. He saw in Eve one who was like him, but different. He finally knew how to relate to others and to the world, and he knew himself only through Eve. Because Eve had something that Adam didn't. She had great gifts of splendor, beauty, and receptivity, found in other places in the world, but found most prominently in her, in woman. Nowhere else could Adam have received those great gifts. Adam's original solitude was overcome because of Eve. And it was only after the creation of Eve that God described creation as very good, not just merely good. And so we know that God in his eternal wisdom made men and women, making us equal in dignity, equally sharing in the image and likeness of God, but he made us complementary. And if anything, that shows how wise God is. Because yes, God could have made us all the same, and that would have been fine, but then creation would have only been a mere assembly line. It wouldn't have been truly special. God made each of us unique men and women. He made us complementary. There's more complexity to life. There is, you could say, harmony as opposed to monotone. There is beauty in that complementarity. And much of that beauty, brothers and sisters, comes in the gift of motherhood itself. It's ironic that you know, our world celebrates mothers today, and rightly so, but in many corners of society, motherhood is scoffed at, especially for mothers of large families. Motherhood and fertility are seen as a curse rather than as a gift. But in the life of Christ and in our Catholic faith, we see motherhood as a great blessing. We can see Mary being given that great gift of bearing God in her womb, being the mother of God and having family life with God in her home. Or even we can look at the church itself. You know, there's a reason we call the church Holy Mother Church. And all of the pronouns are feminine when it's used in the Mass. All of us draw our life from Holy Mother Church. The feminine genius is at the heart of Christianity and at the heart of our Catholic faith. And so when we look at motherhood with the eyes of faith, we see God giving parents and mothers in particular the gift of being co-creators with God. Think about that for a minute. Being a co-creator with God. That's an immense, immense gift. And today we celebrate that co-creativity and the feminine genius that is at the heart of everything that God gave to women. And so while our world might want to remove all distinctions between men and women and blur every line, we know that we are not one-to-one -one interchangeable. We are on some things, yes, but not on the most essential of things. Our sexuality is not anecdotal to who we are. It is essential to who we are. And the gifts that women bring to our world, our church, our parish, our families, and our marriages are so, so valuable. We must never take them for granted, never allow them to be reduced, exploited, or ignored. So I'll end with some words written by St. John Paul II in his landmark letter to women back in 1995, where he says this, 
Thank you women who are mothers. Thank you women who are wives. Thank you women who are daughters and women who are sisters. Thank you women who work. Thank you consecrated women. Thank you every woman for the simple fact of being a woman. So may God bless our mothers this day.